This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, April 9th, 2018. The Shanice Lewis is an official sponsor of Full Figured Fashion Week Media Day at the 10th anniversary of Full Figured Fashion Week taking place in New York City on June 18th through the 23rd. You can read more about it on the blog at com, or for more information about Full Figured Fashion Week, visit fffweek.com. Now make sure you are following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest. Sharon Quinn, affectionately known as the original runway diva due to her present style and unbelievable confidence on the catwalk. She has had a long and successful career as a plus-size model with a client list that included the Avenue, Lane Bryant, Ashley Stewart, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom's. She appeared on all three seasons of the Oxygen Network's popular Monique's Fat Chance, in which she was runner-up on the first show, owning in large part to her memorable Perfect 10 score during the lingerie segment, and she was then mother to the contestants on the second installment and casting producer and special choreographer on the third season films in the couture capital of Paris. She is the creator, executive producer, and host of Model Behavior with Sharon Quinn, an award-winning local talk show on the Manhattan Neighborhoods Network's Lifestyle and HD channels. And since 20, she has been the casting director for Full Figure Fashion Week, New York City's first fashion week devoted exclusively to plus sizes. A modern Renaissance woman, blazing trails wherever she goes. Sharon also teaches private runway instruction to inspiring models and travels around the country, speaking to women, both young and old, about the power of loving oneself first. Let's welcome Sharon Quinn to the show. Hi, Sharon. Hey. Hey, Shanice. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us how you got your start in plus-size modeling. Oh, wow. The beginning. That's that's a long way back. Well, I should say I officially started, yeah, it's just, it's been like 30 years, probably longer. Um, I started locally, like most people do, with a, a group in the 80s. There's a local group in Brooklyn called Maria's Big Beauties. A woman named uh, Maria DeCostro, may she rest in peace, uh, created this group. And that's how I got started. Um, she took us to... Uh, uh, we did a fashion show in Barbados that was sponsored by TWA Airlines. And this was so long ago that we actually did a fashion show on the plane while we were in flight. And that's wow. how it all started for me. And now, I, what you know, sizes? Is... Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I'm sorry. What uh, sizes models were in demand in the 80s with the plus sizes? 
back in the eight now Maria's big beauties was sort of like uh, what full figure fashion week is now. She had a wide range of sizes, but she had a lot of larger girls back then too. The super BBWs they call them now, or the extended sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, if you were with an agency, you were like a eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. And if you were eight and a ten and a twelve, they would. A lot of them had fat suits or padding that they wore under the clothes mm-hmm. to make them look bigger, but their faces were still thin. Hmm. So you've been in the industry for 30 years. A current trend right now is promoting diversity in the industry um, with uh, using more models of color and using more sizes. Do you think things have improved um, over the last decade or so, or do you think it's still the same? Improved as far as the, the size range? Diversity in general. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's definitely gotten better because uh, back then, like it's locally, just like now, locally, you see a lot of the larger sizes doing local things, but you don't really see them on the main, you didn't see them on the mainstream back then. If you were at 16, 18, that was pretty big. Now, right. with uh, now the, it just, it almost runs the gamut. Um, there's a whole lot more women of color, but there's also a lot more diversity in sizes. There are a lot more people seeing people that look more like them in fashion. Mm-hmm. Now, I keep mentioning how you've had a long career in modeling, but you have not stopped modeling. I saw that you just revived your modeling career by shooting the 2017 and 2018 collections of Marla Ginsburg collection. Tell us about that. Ah, the Marla Wynn collection on uh, HSN. I uh, actually, I had stopped for a very long time. When I, when I was casting at the beginning for Full Figure Fashion Week, I modeled in the very first show in 2009. And then after that, I just didn't really want to do it anymore. It wasn't fun for me. Uh, the, the game had changed a, a whole lot. I was getting older. My parents were getting older. And I had to take um, some time off. So I hadn't done it for a long time. And Marla and Maddie actually had to talk me into it. And then once I started oh. doing it, um, you know, things, it, it, it just sort of came back sort of naturally. But I had taken a very so long are time you, off. I, had, I was calling are myself. Are you currently modeling on model. HSN? Uh, well, you know, I got a text. I'm not doing live modeling. You'll see the photographs from the okay. shoot that I did. Um, and I got a text last night. It was, they were airing it last night. So nice. it's running uh, regular. So it's kind of it's kind of cool after so many years to see myself still doing it and not having any hair. That that is an uh, amazing thing for me. Right, right. Now, how do you think social media has changed the game for the plus size modeling industry? Because even when I started, social media wasn't in. This has just been popping maybe the last maybe 15, 10 or 15 years. So how do you think social media has changed everything? Well, it changed what it, what it absolutely has done is changed the way how the, the business is run and how, how you get in now. 
social media has opened mm-hmm. up another door that wasn't previously there before. Um, I, I'm not the biggest uh, social media person. I know that I have to be, so I'm on it. Um, I, because I'm old school, um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if that often, you know, if lights translate into dollars. Um, so I'm they still don't. watching they to, to see because that for me would be the thing that would truly um, show you that was it was a positive thing to do if it translates into dollars. But I don't think that it does. And mm-hmm. if it does, it does for very very few. Do you think with social media, uh, there the lines are getting blurry between an Instagram model? a blogger that does photo shoots for a brand and an agency sign model because someone who isn't uh, experienced in the industry doesn't seem to know the difference. That's an interesting question. And I, (laughs) wow. Um, Well, to answer the first part, uh, I, yes, I do believe that the lines are, they're attempting to blur them. Um. Mm -hmm. Do I think that that is a good thing? Now, because I've been in this game for as long as I've been in it, and this is just my opinion based on what I see, mm-hmm. um, what I see is a, a, a great lack of knowledge yes. about, your biz- about your business and how to run it because you are your business. And if you don't understand how your business runs, or you, that's going to greatly affect how much work you do, a bit, or even more so, how long you'll stay in the game unless you start learning your industry. What I see mm-hmm. is when I cast is I see girls who have, you know, you have lots of followers on Instagram, and you get a little comfortable, but you don't know how to submit for different castings. So I see a lot of stuff come across my desk that I'm just like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And that tells me and you don't know enough about I, your business to to submit a proper photo. And I think sometimes social media sets people up for failure because they might get a lot of likes on a picture, but it's really not a good picture on industry standards. But you'll find that out when you turn that in and you don't get the job. <laughs> right. Or, may, or maybe you won't. But if, you, if you're going to be <laughs> smart about it, anytime you – get a no, and you're going to get a lot of no's in this business, you should be re-examining what you submitted. Was this my best picture? Could I have done better? You know, you got to be rechecking and trying to, to see what you did wrong and adjusting. But most, most of these models today are not doing that. They're not, they, don't, they don't see the work that needs to be done in order to be Now, you are the, you're the casting director for Full Figure Fashion Week. Would you consider yeah. Full Figure Fashion Week a body positive event? Because the body positive crew is always advocating for bigger models. So do you think Full Figure Fashion Week is more body positive or a mainstream fashion event that just happens to cater to plus size? Set me up. Full Figure no, Fashion Week is a bit. <laughs> yes, you are. Set me up. Four figures, four figure fashion week is a business. Period. 
The producer knows what her vision is. She knows who her clientele is. And she caters to that clientele both on the stage and off it. She has to, mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that go into putting on the show. It's not as easy as just throwing people on the runway. That's not what we're about. This is a serious event, and it celebrates it celebrates diverse size, diversity, and all of that just by the people that are that come and celebrate along with us. Right. So you know, it's a it it. I don't think she labels her events. With all those labels, it's a business. It's an event. No. It's a business. That's what it is. So, what do you look for when selecting models for the show? Well, on when we go on the road, of course, I'm looking for a great walk. Or if you if you mm-hmm. have a great look and the walk is not as good, but it's not quite there, I might still consider you if I think I can get you where I need you to be in the, the couple of hours that I, you know, that one day that I have you. Um, so I'm looking for a walk first and foremost. You can't walk, I can't choose you. I'm looking for a look. doesn't have to be, you know, uh, classically beautiful. I'm looking for a look, something that's going to be, you know, you could be striking, you could be different, you could be all sorts of things, but there has to be something to make me look at you. I'm looking at your grooming. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at how I'm looking at what you got on your feet, because this is where most people lose out. They come with the wrong shoes. That shows me that you don't follow instructions. You didn't look to find out what you were supposed to have to be prepared. And that goes back to mm. being old school and having to do all the work. The website had everything you needed. So if you went to the website to download your application, why would you not read the FAQs? So you can come there and, and, and be ready. You don't want to get there and get nope. 86 because you got the wrong shoe on. Now, does having saw, the wrong shoes sometimes mean um, too tall? Like, do they try and come and walk in stilettos and a wobbly sometimes? No, I give you specific shoes that I want you to come in so you can deliver the best runway walk. But I specifically mm-hmm. don't ask for stilettos, platform shoes, clunky boots, boots, period. There's a there's a, a nice little list of things that you should not wear, and it also tells you what you should wear. Most people mm-hmm. lose out on their auditions because they don't read that. And if you're serious, this nah. is a serious show. If you're serious about what you're doing, why wouldn't you make sure you know all the rules? Now, have you ever passed up a great model for a bad attitude? Send you home if you got a bad attitude when you get here. We we mm-hmm. run a very uh-uh. it's a it's a it's a very and you'll see when you're here, it's real easy. Mm-hmm. We like it like that. We don't cater the divas, none of that stuff. We make everything clear, we make you comfortable. All you gotta do is get there and do your job. Now when you're auditioning, how important is skin? Because I went to a runway show. It wasn't plus size, but I was sitting on the first row, and this model walked down the runway, and her skin was awful. And then the makeup was clumped up on top of it. And that was really a distraction where I couldn't even concentrate on the outfit she had on. 
So how close do you look at skin in the auditions? Oh, that's very important to me. Being a model myself? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to doing the work. You're serious about this? Then you got to know you got to take care of your skin. You got to know that what you're doing now, currently is only making it worse. And I can't use you with your skin looking like that. Right. And you can see it on the runway because I can attest you do see those bumps on the runway. The, goal, the whole goal it's, is to, is about the clothes. You don't want anything to distract from the clothing. You understand? Right. Right. Now, you, so you currently have a wall skin. up. I don't even remember what she was wearing. Yeah, I don't because I was like, oh, my God, how could they let her come out looking like that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you currently have a wall up with model headshots, and you put a shot up on your um, social media. So mm-hmm. what's the next step for the final cut of models that will be selected for Full Figure Fashion Week? What's the next step for them? Yeah, me. because you have the models on the wall, but do you ha- you make another cut? Like, do you cut that in oh, half? Oh, yeah. We, oh, no, we cut the bulk of that. Two-thirds of that is gone. We've already we've already made our decision. They've been notified, but we haven't made any formal oh. announcements yet. Yeah, it's all done. Oh, okay. Well, y'all on the ball, huh? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ten years we, we need to be. <laughs> So those and those models that got selected, they know their sales, but they're keeping it a secret. Oh, they have to. Oh, got it. Now, I also saw on your social media you mentioned something about models submitting the same pictures over and over when you told them to get get updated ones. Now, talk to me about that because I know uh, people always say that models should be testing. Uh, when they're maybe signed or trying to submit for jobs, but they should be testing too for auditions? They should be testing all the time because that's how mm-hmm. you improve yourself when you get on set and you, you know, you know what angles, that's how you learn your angles. You know what position, what poses work for you, what don't, what sort of faces you're making, the faces you like, the ones that you know are not going to work. This is how, how you, uh, you keep things fresh. And what I see mm-hmm. is I mean, I've been doing this since 2010, and we're in 2018. I shouldn't see a photo that you gave me three years ago. And I'm really good. So what the is, ones that I've seen before, I remember them. And you remember the pictures out of all those people from city to city? It'll jump out to me, particularly if I was hmm. interested in you before. I'm like, oh, I've just have I? Did you submit this before? <laughs> so, what yeah, advice I mean, would you give to a model that didn't make the cut this time? Because now we know that the models have been selected and contacted. So, somebody is listening to this and their feelings are hurt. What advice no, would they you already give got, to them? No, their feelings are not hurt. They already knew. Everybody knew. <laughs> No, so no you, one is finding you, out by listening to this broadcast. Oh, so I'm behind schedule. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, so what advice would you give to the model still that didn't make the cut but really want to be a model? You know, okay, first and foremost, let me just say this. 
everyone is not cut out or meant to be a model. You might want to be one, but that may not be your destiny. Mm-hmm. A laundry list of reasons why you may have not gotten selected along with your thank you letter. Now, if I was serious mm-hmm. about this, and they and I'm looking at that list of stuff, so I'm going to be going through that, trying to tighten up everything in there. And I tell everyone, it's your walk and your 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 beauty that I see at the audition that grabs my eye and makes me little make a note about you. But it's the picture that I will remember when we put up the wall. I'm not going to remember most of the stuff that you did. But it's the mm-hmm. photograph that has to stay up on the wall with everybody else's. Mm-hmm. So your photos you think, are critical. Think some models need um, training, and then they could come back after they got trained and improved their walk. That would, I mean, that could help. But let me just say, everybody is not going to get into full figure fashion week. Right. I could tell you, everybody. I mean, if you're going to do runway and you, you have designers pulling sizing and stuff, there's certain measurements that you, you got to stay within. Otherwise, I mean, what's the right. sense of putting you in the show if we have no clothing for you? You understand? Yeah, that so makes sense. So looking, we're looking for industry standard measurements and stuff, but we go, we expand uh, uh, past that. Clothing has to, mm-hmm. to look a certain way on a certain body. That's what these designers are paying for when they enter this show, I want to give the, we we want to give them the best. So in order to be the best, you got to do the work. Now, some uh, models will go and take classes and go and do workshops, but they go to people that are uncredible with no credentials. So, what do you think makes someone credible to be a model coach or expert in the industry? For me, what is your body of work? Mm-hmm. What have you done? What can you teach me? Because if you ain't major, why am I paying you to give me a skill set and you still learn it? Right. You got to really think. You got to think about it. Are you taking this class because the person has, uh, you know, has a body of work that you admire and and you admire what they do and you want to learn from them, okay, that's one thing. Or are you taking it because it's affordable to you? Mm-hmm. So really I mean, at the end of the day is is resume. Everybody needs absolutely. to check resume. And resume over always overrules in Instagram followers. I would definitely say if you're going to pay someone to teach you, learn from someone who has a a a, a long track record of doing this and doing it well. Now tell me about model behavior with Sharon Quinn. Yeah, that's my baby. That <laughs> is <laughs> that's my my. I have a local talk show that it uh, airs every Saturday morning at eleven thirty a.m. in Manhattan only um, on Spectrum uh, channels mm-hmm. fifty six, nineteen ninety six, and nineteen ninety three in HD. 
Fios, Channel 34, and RCN, Channel 83. If you live outside of the borough of Manhattan, we upload every show right after it airs to our YouTube channel, so you can catch it immediately after it airs. Our YouTube channel is Model Behavior with Sharon Quinn. Um, it's model as in set an example for. So can I tell you a little story? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I came up with this because I'm of a certain age. I'm in menopause, mm-hmm. and I'm a, just a tidy, <laughs> tidy smidgen of a crack box. Just a little bit. Okay. So <laughs> people tend to come up to me when people see me out in the street, and they want to ask me a million questions. And if I'm, ha- if I'm having a hot flash, if you see me fanning, just leave me alone. They don't want to do that. So th- it's torture for me, and it's definitely going to be torture for you because it's probably not going to come out of my mouth really nicely because I'm aggravated and my hormones are raging and you don't understand that. To make a long story short, I came up with this show to prevent that from happening. So mm. what I do is I bring on my friends. I have a lot of people in the industry. They come on. And what I do is I have them talk about their careers, how they did it, if, you know, how they had success. And success is relative to different people. Um, mm-hmm. How they had success, how they got started, if they encountered some failures or some stumbles along the way, how, how they overcame them. And they just talk about their experience. And the, the premise of the show is that you learn, if you're interested in doing what they do, you learn by listening to their story. And that way, mm-hmm. if you're a crankbox like me, you get to teach, which is what I, I always want to do, but I don't really have to have them in my face. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how it came. It came. That's how it came about. Now, your show is not exclusive to the plus size industry, then. No, ma'am. Thank you for saying that. Um, as, when I first started it, it wasn't exclusive to Plus, but I was going to leave it in just fashion. And then mm-hmm. I realized as I got into taping it and learning more about the whole filming process, and, and I realized that I have a background that is, is kind of crosses a lot of genres. And I know so many people who are quite successful um, in their own way, both mainstream and some of them are right under the radar, very successful, but you might not know who they are. So I just started bringing everybody in. Everybody can, can be a role model for someone else by, you know, the example, the example that they lived. And that's how I started. I have people, dental hygienists come on. My friend is a, a vocalist, but his day job is a, a dental hygienist. And it's one of the best episodes you could ever watch. So I, I, I sort of touch, try to touch everyone. So uh, since you touch everyone, do you take guest submissions if somebody – is interested in being a guest on your show, how can they submit? Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I usually will reach out to people that interest me because, I, I mean, I get some submissions that I'm, it, how do I put it? I have to want to talk to you. Okay. So some people will submit, and I can see that they're not where I need for them to be in their, their mm-hmm. careers. So I, I kind of don't want to say that to people, but that I'm, I'm being really honest here. That I'm looking for people who can teach 
that by so the you that they, they have to have a certain level of success to be on your show. Yes. Now, if you're doing something, I will mention that probably at some point towards the end of the interview. But it is not about your current project. It's about the life you've lived up to this point. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm and seen, I would love uh, to have you on. Yeah, but you, I got to be in New York, right? So I got to schedule it. Well, I know I can't schedule it during, during Full Figure Fashion Week. I know that's a no. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But we'll work it out. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. So what is the ultimate goal for your brand? Because you do so much, we didn't even touch on everything that you do because you're also an accomplished singer as well. Um, you have a very, very diverse brand. So what is your ultimate goal? <sighs> what is my ultimate goal? Ultimate goal is to, and this is me being as honest as I can be, is to get mm-hmm. what I what I have in my head out and done. I have lot. I have. I want a production company in the end, sort of like not Oprah, but along a vision like that, because I like producing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing my show since uh, 2014, and it, and I've had to learn all about how my show runs, how all of the equipment. I had to learn all the equipment before I could even do the show. And it's been fascinating oh, wow. for me. It's, it's really been fascinating. I've learned how to be comfortable on camera. I've learned how to read on camera. It's, so I, I like producing. I like talking to people and, and spreading their stories. So I, I definitely want to move in that direction. I have so many mm-hmm. things in me that I'm struggling to get out that I'd mm-hmm. like to complete, that I think people would, would be interested in as well. It's a little bit of a struggle. I don't know. You know how creative people are. Right all over the place. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so uh, maybe a book, writing a book will be in your future. I've already written. Well, I'm, I, I'm in the process of writing two or three. Like I said, I what? need to get it out of my head. And, yes. <laughs> so, wait, I want one more question about your show, because when you were talking about your show, this popped in my head. So do you sell commercials or advertising space on your show? We and Now, on public access, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Um, I'm pretty okay. sure they're clear on the rules. Now, the goal, the, the goal with this show is to definitely get it picked up on a major network. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've had some interesting turns. I've had people reach out to me that I didn't even know was watching my show, like uh, Reggie Wells, who the makeup artist was. He works with Oprah many, 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 many. Oh years. yeah. He he loved the show and reached out to a mutual friend, and he came and shot three episodes with me. I just wow. finished shooting. Uh, yeah, it's. It, People have, and everywhere I go, people telling me that they they like the show and they want to be on it, which is crazy to me because I didn't think anybody was really watching. Well, I mean, it is showing in Manhattan, so that's a very well, influential and, place. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of they have a lot of different shows on there, and maybe that's just me being me and and low key. Mm-hmm. 
But I really, you know, I'm always surprised when someone tells me that they watch it. I'm like, okay, thank you. But that's the goal. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So do you have anything else coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, there's, you know, there's full figure fashion week. Um, I am, yes. said this, I am in preparation because so many people have been asking me. I did one, I did a runway intensive with uh, Gwen DeVoe uh, a couple of months ago. It was really, it was quite successful. And um, I'm putting together uh, a series of those because I see so much going wrong. The women who are coming up and trying to do this now, they they, they have no knowledge. So the right. goal is to try to give them some and, you know, the, the, I don't guarantee anyone a job, but I can give you the tools and what you can do with it, what you will. And hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll work out well for you, but I promise nothing, but I know how I did it and I can teach you how I did it. And also this year, aren't you focusing more on um, silver foxes? Well, no, that is Gwen's project. Oh, okay, I thought you were what? doing it together. No, I, I, she did the the silver fox part of it, and I did the, the women. I did everybody else. And she, um, <laughs> got it. Yeah, that that's that's her baby. Got it. So tell us your official website and how we can follow you on social media and care, and keep up with everything you got going on. Okay, I do not have a website as of yet. But on social media, I'm on. We're on Instagram at Model Behavior TV with Sharon Quinn. Uh, we're on Pinterest, Model Behavior TV with Sharon Quinn. Facebook, Model Behavior. Twitter at Model Behavior TV and Tumblr, Model Behavior TV. And please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Well, awesome. Well, continue success with everything you got going on. I uh, always, uh, you know, look forward to what you're doing. You definitely have my support, and I will be seeing you real soon. Hey, Shanice, can I say one more thing? Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give, if people want to reach out to me, you know what? I'll go ahead and give my give you my email address to the show. I'll right. be glad to hear from you. Uh-huh. It's modelbehaviortv okay. at outlook.com. Now, is that you don't want guest submissions, right? No, because I've already said what I'm looking for. So if you think that's you, send it to me. But you got to live here or you got to be coming, willing to come here on your own expense. Got but it. I'm going to be open. How about that? And I'll just take oh, Okay, well, that's good. That's good. you so much for being on the show. I enjoy speaking with fun. you. And continue success with everything. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in June, girl. See you in June. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to our guest this evening, the fabulous Sharon Quinn. Make sure you check out her show, Model Behavior with Sharon Quinn, and follow her on social media. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. And until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. 
you've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.